You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Afterlife, man. I'm really happy. I got a, I got someone I've been uh, asking for a long time to come to the podcast. I got Finesse Mitchell. Ha ha ha. That's true. But <laughs> asking for a long time. Lies. 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 I feel like I have been. He's, I said, Bill. <laughs> I said, Bill, yeah, man, I do the podcast. He said, man, I've always wanted you to do it. I said, oh, dope, man, cool. He said, yeah, I've just, I've always wanted to ask you. Great, man, I'll do it. How many shows have you done? 3,000? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, okay, bro. Yeah, okay, dog. I was top on the list, but I'm here. No, for I'll be real, the best. You, yeah, dude, you, you, now I know you back from the old Times Square Laugh Factory. Which Bill, is, I was just getting ready to say, bro, didn't we meet in New York City? Yeah. Like you was in New York City at the I, Laugh Factory. I feel like, and I, and I wanted to bring this up, I, I feel like you used to hate me. I don't know if you hated me or you're just like, who's this fucking chump? Because you were coming to New York. I was in it like a year or two in, mm-hmm. and you were killing it. Mm-hmm. And I was some fucking- All facts. I was some white guy ripping my pants off, pulling out panties. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was, Bill. I must admit. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comic that, you know, I like physical humor. Yeah. But your jokes were so much better than that bit. And that used to be your closer and shit. <laughs> So it took me from watching this comic, this dope comic, to like, is that a thong? <laughs> so I didn't like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't, I, we weren't close, so we just, we knew each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned early, don't be, unless it's somebody asked, don't, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. This, you know what you should stop doing? You should stop impersonating <laughs> women. And you should stop doing that uh, crouching tiger, hitting dragon bit. Did you, you know? ever bit that people told you, like, a comic that you respected was like, hey, man. You should stop that bit. Uh, my brother, man, he's real hard on me. Really? Yeah. Is he he's not a comic. No. He he don't even That's pretend. So he don't even funny. pretend to be funny. <laughs> but every now and dude, man, we'll be talking about the Falcons. We from Atlanta. We'll be talking about the Falcons. The Braves are in the goddamn playoffs. We just tied it up one to one with the Cardinals. And we'll be talking about it, and he'll say, oh, by the way, man, don't do that pirate joke no more. He'll be like, what? What? What pirate joke? You know that pirate joke you do? Yeah, don't do that shit. Dude, the pirate joke, if people don't know, would murder. That's that's one of my favorite bits. I am a storytelling bit comedian. Yeah. You know, I'm not a Ron White. Uh, Who else would you categorize just like, like, 30 joke uh i'm not a uh jeselnik a jeselnik yeah you know I, I i can't necessarily write like that maybe i can i just haven't tried it yeah yeah, yeah. i like to just go out there and just you know tell it, a long story yeah. tell a long ass story and then make it funny the more i tell it yeah yeah exactly i mean i think that's that's the the hardest thing is to find a true story in your life and go this is a cool story how can i make this into a bit because a lot of times, like, you want the punch, you want the mm-hmm. bid to end with, like, a bam. And the story just kind of fizzles out sometimes. I'm going to tell all comics how Finesse Mitchell does it. Yeah. I'm hanging with my homie. You're going to tell that story. But somewhere in that story, you're going to get a bam. Move that shit to the end. 
the yeah. ah, you build backwards. Once you find the bam, yeah, put it at the end and force yourself to fill it in. Oh, that's good. You you come across a stronger bam. Guess what? Yeah, that's the end, and then you move the other one up. That's you do good, that good. shit three times and got three bams in a in a in a story. <laughs> yeah, you're killing the stage because they're gonna laugh whatever you say that's not funny in in between. They yeah. like you. Now you just got off stage at the Laugh Factory Friday night. And, Friday night, L.A. baby, we out here. You fucking you always murder, but I felt like tonight was you got. I mean, you must have had half a dozen applause breaks. It was a hot night, bro. It was a hot night. Now, do you do you do you feel that you're in a different space now? Because now you're you got a kid, mm-hmm. and you're married, mm-hmm. and obviously that's going to change who you are. Which right, going to change your comedy. Do you yeah. feel that's a like a an exponential change, like a yeah a shift, or you feel like it's small? Yeah, because nah, it's, it's huge because a lot of comedy got to be rooted in fact. Yeah, you know, once you get over the the once you get over the hurt stage of somebody f- fucked with me when I was a kid stage and stop imitating your favorites, but it's a mashup job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once you you hit that five to seven year mark where you kind of like. And this is you getting on stage. This ain't you bullshitting. This ain't yeah. no, you know, oh, I go and do comedy once every six months. You know, no. Yeah. You got to be on stage at least twice a week yeah. when you're starting out. And that's hard to do when you're starting out. Oh, yeah, of course. Particularly if you're doing, like, bringer shows. Yeah. Like, how many fucking friends do I have? Now, now you, so you, you're from Atlanta. Yeah. Were you part of the Atlanta comedy scene? You are probably killing it back there. No, Atlanta was a weird story for me. I, I started comedy when I was in Miami. I was at the University of Miami. I was playing football for them. Oh, shit. Yeah, That's man. Right, man. What'd you play? I played in the 90s. I played strong safety and cornerback, but more so, so strong run. safety. Yeah. yeah. It was a combination of just like size. I'm 6'1". So it yeah. was a combination of size and then just like, you're going to be a receiver, you're going to be a DB. I chose DB. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, man. And it wasn't until probably like three years after that. Three so years in, after in graduating college, from school. Yeah, this is in college. Oh, shit. You play college ball. Yeah. I play for the Canes. Damn. Come on, Miami. <laughs> please, you please turn that corner. And were you doing uh, the, the old Miami improv? Mm-hmm. The Coconut Grove improv Coconut was my Grove. first stage. That That's a weird room. Yeah. That's not around anymore. Mm-mm. Nope, but it was so diverse, and the people were so damn serious about the comedy, especially on, on Black Night. Yeah. That was the main night for me. And then open mic night. Man, I remember those days, Bill. Like, doing comedy in Miami. I've heard stories about, like, cartel being in the audience. Do people know how big of a player you are? Player I am? Yeah. In terms of what? In terms of just, like, comedy. But I'm I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, no. I don't even know. Nobody, no. No, I'm just saying, like, to be, for me, back then, doing comedy in Miami, man, and then, like, being what we thought was funny. Yeah. But it was it was funnier than the last guy. So yeah. They la- so they enjoyed it. Man, it was just sexy. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I was searching for a word. That's why I was stalling, but I was being nostalgic, and I was like, man, it was sexy. If you actually made people laugh, and then you're just hanging out in the lobby in Miami. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, after the show. Like, Shit. Every woman's like, hey, Vanessa. Shit. Hey. <laughs> So you you were doing you're doing the Miami scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know what other clubs were there. I know I know Coconut Grove. Coconut Grove. But um, so Fort obviously Lauderdale. the biggest transition for you must have been t- 
to SNL. Yeah. And, and you know, that's always. I Can feel, I tell you my first joke? I yeah. still remember. Oh, dude, it. I love that. I love stories of first jokes. This is my first joke. First time Finesse Mitchell ever got on stage. We were, we were probably like maybe two years removed from school, my little crew. We yeah. were still all pretty much broke. Yeah. But we, we supposed to be like Playboys and, you know, big frat man down there and just. I was I was popular in my circle yeah. outside before comedy even hit. And so we had, it was like six of us, three guys, three girls. You get the free tickets for the comedy show. We're like, yo, let's take them to a comedy show. We're being creative, bro. We're like, yo, let's, not, let's show these girls some stuff they ain't seen. Yeah. We get the free comedy tickets. We I don't know nothing about no two-drink minimum. I, they, <laughs> they just told me I was going to get in. Oh, yeah. A lot so, of that happens. So remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it still goes on to this day. Yeah. So... Next thing I know, I um, what was I saying? Well, you, you went to you went to this. I guess this is a comedy night. You went to an open mic. Oh, it's your first joke. So this, thank you. So my first joke, bro. And so next thing I know, they say, you know, no, each of y'all gotta order two things, and it can't be like soda. It gotta we will. What? So the girls are like, I'll have a Hennessy. And <laughs> they gone. They just, they start. And the, me and the, so we looking at each other like, yo, you, please tell me you got some money. <laughs> please tell me you got some money. As soon as I heard pasta and all this shit, they was ordering food, bro. They weren't ordering chicken wings. They was going in. So next thing I know, out of nowhere, the dude says, Whoever we oh yeah by the way we having a joke contest whoever tell the best joke, uh, will win a bottle of champagne. And you know that was gonna happen. Hell no. Yeah yeah. You win a bottle bottle of champagne and forget about the two drink minimum. And so <laughs> that expression on your face right there, you, every all the dudes was like, nigga, <laughs> you the funniest one, finesse. Yeah. You yeah. the funniest one. I'm like, are you crazy? Dude, I'm conversational funny. I'm not getting my ass up to finesse. Finesse. And then all of a sudden, my girl was like, all I know is I heard my girl say, can you make it a double? And I was like, oh, <laughs> let me get up. So I went up to the stage, and two other people went up to the stage. Joke contest with amateurs. Yeah. And I don't know what the first person's joke was, but that shit was lame as fuck. And then the, the second joke was this girl who was actually, it was good. She was she put a dollar bill in her pants and let it flap over. Yeah. You know, she just stuck it in her pants and let it flap over, you know, to her belly or whatever. And she, and she said, all right, y'all, what's this? And everybody said, what? She said, all you can eat for under a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody laughed. Yo, that would still work today. Hey, still would still get a laugh today, bro. That was probably over, damn, 20 years ago. Uh. And I'm like, shit. So this is a huge part of the story that I kind of left out. There was a heckler oh, in the no. whole, in the club. It was an older lady sitting with older ladies in the back of the club. And for the first, for the host and for uh, just a guest set, she just kept going, ah, Homie was like, I mean, the host was just like, what? Yo, yo, anybody, somebody, please touch her or knock her the fuck out. You know what I mean? It's Miami, so they yeah. go hard in there. They, who, who? So I'm just like, 
this bitch really crazy. But we ain't never been to no club before. We yeah. don't know you can. We see shit on TV. Yeah. It's like, are you really? Can you really just shout out? You know. So it was just one of them nights. So when it came to my joke, and they said, "All right, bro, what you got?" And I said, "Uh, well, man, how many of y'all went to public school?" And there, you know, majority of people start clapping. Yeah. I said, "Man, well, when I was in public school, y'all remember them drills?" Uh, we always had to like prepare for them drills. When you, if if there was a tornado, you get the ding, 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 ding. They make you go out in the hallway and crouch down. And I said, and and for a hurricane, they be like, eh, 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 eh. And then you gotta uh, stand in doorways and all this shit. And I said, but for the fire drill, we didn't have no bell. We just had that drunk bitch in the back going, ah, 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 ah. And I'll tell you crowd was like ah! oh my they God. hollered and the host looked at me he was like you just made that up i was oh, like yeah he was like hey man that was that was pretty good you got time and this this on stage you got time and two come back next week a matter of fact just wait after the show hey man who hey did he win they didn't, he didn't do those did he win everybody was like yeah man i walked off that stage like a god man i yeah. felt like what the fuck just happened Wow. It was a joke just... contest. People were over clapping. It was just like it was it was a great feel. <laughs> Dude, that's that is one of the best origin stories I've heard. And that's what started it. That's and like... then you know that the next time I went, I invited all my friends. Yeah. Because I thought I was a comic and I wore yeah, a shirt you... and tie. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill, when I tell you, I didn't know you were supposed to say the same stuff you said the week before. Like I didn't know you I just thought you just get up there and start talking. Start talking, yeah. And you if you're you're funny. Like I just I made that up. I'm about yeah, to make yeah, up yeah. something else. Man, it I heard the worst sound you could ever hear in comedy. <laughs> Cause people think getting booed is the worst sound. But tell a joke. And you just hear silence. Like, it's just like, it's so deafening. And then it's followed by this. <sighs> that shit be so loud. <laughs> you like, holy shit. And then like, I just remember, I just remember that moment of, and they, uh, then the heckles came. Oh no. Man, it was bad, bro. Haitians, they, they rude as fuck, but they sound real nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they still saying rude shit. It's just with like a. It's just it's just polite a little bit. I think he should go kill himself. <laughs> go kill yourself. I think you should go kill yourself instead of oh. get your ass off. You know, it was that, just like getting booed in different long cultures. How for? <laughs> Bro, I was on stage for like maybe two minutes. You know when you say something and it don't hit, and that second one don't hit. Yeah. And just forty five seconds go by. <laughs> you thinking? <laughs> no, man, it was a wrap. And I were your friends laughing at least? <laughs> Bro. I got off stage and they waved. They was leaving. <laughs> they were leaving. I was at the end of the uh, open mic night, and I was the last person anyway. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were. It was late. The show ran long. It was like fourteen people in front of me. You know how open mic is. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I'll go last. I'll close this bitch. I'm the shit. <laughs> oh man, hate <laughs> it. Oh yeah. my god. So after that moment, I mean. A lot of times people bomb their first set mm -hmm. or or like their second or third set. like, And that's the moment where you really become a comic because you have to be like, all right, I'm right. going to fucking do this. Right. I'm going to get better. Was it, Did you have that sort of like oh, come bro. to Jesus moment then? Bro, had that been the first experience, I would have never done it again. Yeah. I would have never done it again had that been the first experience. Because I had that first experience, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm chasing this crack. 
This yeah. is, I, I want that. Yeah. I want that feeling. I did it. I can do it again. I did it. Okay. Yeah. It's something I didn't do right. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you go home and and then you start really getting into it if you're serious. How did you, um, so after that moment, was that same host there who brought you back? Yeah. Was, was he like, uh, come back again? Or was it a, a slog to get back on? No, no. And what was, what was uh, cool was he was like, hey, that, that stuff you said last week? I said, yeah. He said, that was funny. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, the, the lady ain't here. And he was <laughs> like, yeah, but the story was funny. Just tell the same uh. story. And you'll fit something in. Trust me. It it come to you when you want to roll like that. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. All right. So just repeat stuff. He said, till you perfect it, just keep doing something. I'm like, oh. Because oh. I'm like, oh. you just show up and be like, hey, hey, let you me tell you about my wife. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't know. You just gave me the cheat code for comedy. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. And then that Mi- that Miami market was great because we did have like the West Palm Beach Improv, oh, Hollywood yeah. Improv, Miami Coconut Grove Improv. And very we different, our- very different demographics. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Like West Palm Absolutely. Beach is all rich yes. white people. Yes, much. yes, and young and young uh, douchey people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're safe. Now, were you? Were you <laughs> yeah, that's true. Were you? Were you? Uh, Coming up with other comics, or was it just kind of you with your friends, or your me, Kyle Grooms, Kyle Grooms, is, oh, Benji shit, I Brown. You, I know you came up with Kyle. Fuck. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle's the homie. Yeah, man. Um, uh, and then when I got out here, I went to Atlanta. After that, I was like, all right, I want to go home to Atlanta. I went home, got a job at Allstate. Allstate, and then at night. I was doing comedy where I could do the comedy. And did you know that you wanted to be a comic at this point? You're like, I'm just going to yeah, try it was, out. Yeah. I was still hooked, yeah. but I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it to Atlanta because stuff happens in Atlanta. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And sure enough, bro, BET Comic View came through Atlanta. Wow. The taping of it. And so they needed alternates. And so I, you know, had my little tape. I had my VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Showed them my VHS. And... uh there was like, all right, finesse be alternate. I was like, cool. And this dude, Ricky Smiley, uh, OG, triple yeah. OG, uh, was the host of Comic View in Atlanta that year. And he had uh, gotten to a fight or disagreement with another comic. And then that comic wasn't able to go on. And so the dude just came in the room of about 20 dudes and was like, finesse. What that VHS? <laughs> I was like, you, you need it? He was like, yeah, go on tonight. You going on tonight. Oh, shit. You on tonight. Tell your people. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So I called all my Atlanta people. Said, I'm going, I'm going on Comic View tonight. I'm going on Comic Man. And that, that one set on Comic View back in the day really gave me the confidence that not only was I, I was a comedian, but I was good. Yeah. I, rocked, I rocked that crowd. I had callbacks. Comic View, they chop your sets up to just make these theme shows of because all on one subject yeah i had like eight different subjects and all of them hit so they always played my stuff in those rotations yeah and i got popular real quick and that gassed me up a little bit to be like okay i'm ready for la yeah I'm, who's, who's not ready for la yeah brought my broke ass out here to la now had you been headlining at that point hell no i was featuring no. you're featuring yeah i was featuring at the punchline in atlanta oh yeah Old across school, from man. cafe 290 did you have a, a headliner that you worked with or you just kind of like the, the guy the, the first guy did, did i have a headliner that i worked with the yeah. first guy that really like took me under his wing was bill bellamy you know bill bellamy of course yeah yeah that guy took me out on the road 
for at least a year and a half. Man, I imagine being on the road with Bill Bailey oh back God. in the day. Back in the day. Shit. He think he fly. <laughs> what up, Bill? But he 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 really groomed me. I, I watched a lot. I learned a lot. He's very story esque with his delivery, and uh, he and he does facial expressions. I learned all that from Bill. Yeah, you that's know. awesome, man. So uh, so Comic View was kind of blowing you up. You moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't kind of blowing me up. I was just on TV, and I didn't know. I just said now or never. Let's just go out. Yeah. I'm on t- you don't when you don't know. You're like, hey, I'm on TV. Was it one of those classic <laughs> stories of like you got in your car, put all your shit in it, you drove across country? Bro, I got the most classic story. You want the real OG story, yeah, yeah, bro? Man. My girl at the time, uh, we were living together in Atlanta. She came out to LMU, and she knew I wanted to do comedy. So she went to the Laugh Factory and just to apply for a job. She knew I wanted to do comedy. She As said, a server. Yeah, she was a server. or whatever. But no, it's Jamie Masada, bro. Yeah. He hired her. She was the manager that night. She's <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, bro. Things she was haven't the, changed, man. She, just, she was the manager, bro. Holy shit. She's like, I'm managing a comedy club. <laughs> I said, she, I, said well, I thought you went to just go be a waitress. He said, "So, uh, you you in school?" Yeah, I said, "What?" She said, "I'm getting my master's." And then she said, "Oh, you getting your master's?" <laughs> and then she said, "Yeah." And then she said, "Yeah, I finished law school, and I just want to come out here and get my master's." You went to law school. I want you to manage my club. <laughs> <laughs> she was manager that night. So back then they was giving out deals. You remember those holding oh, deals? Oh, well, I was kind of before my time, but yeah. So um, she said, "Yo, you need to come to L.A." All you need is a tight 10 minutes. They're giving out holding deals. Yeah. So I was like, all right, what's a holding deal? <laughs> it's like, like a record deal, but it's like no records involved. They just <laughs> yeah. watch your comedy. They don't want you to talk to no other networks, and they give you $80,000 for like nine months. And you're like, get the fuck out of here. So I was like, I ain't got no money to come out there. She she shipped my car out here Whoa. and flew me out here, and now we are living, and we were living jungle adjacent. Down in L.A. Jungle uh, adjacent? Yeah, off of Crenshaw. And, <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't we knee, de- we knee deep. We was just just right next door. <laughs> you make a left instead of a right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Finesse, where you at now? <laughs> hey, bro. Yeah. Hit reverse. Don't even get off the phone. Hit reverse. Get off the phone. <laughs> and is this um, in the, the late 90s or was this? this? No, bro. Yeah, no. Yeah, I got out here in 99. 99. Man. I got out here in 99. And uh, was a fan of Tony Rock from the jump. And it was like Tony Rock, D-Ray, yeah. uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, Chocolate Sundays was around. Chocolate Sundays. Mo- D-Ray had just started hosting Mo' Better Mondays. Yeah. It was just, and it was like the late 90s, going in 2000s. Fucking music was hot. Chronic 2 was out. It was L.A. It was just like yeah. Peanuts was popping. The lesbian club that turned into a regular club, but it was a lesbian club. Yeah. And then Dublin's across the street Dublin's from there. You remember right. Dublin's? Yeah. First time I came to LA, man, and Jay Davis was yeah. running Dublin's. Dublin's was on a, a was Tuesday a bar night, I on think. Sunset. And I wasn't a comic at the time. I, I think I was like still in graduate school or I, I came out and I remember I came out. It was like, it would be uh, Dane Cook. Yes. Alonzo Bowden. Yes. Was Ralphie the closer. May, yep. Bobby Lee. Yep. Um, 
and mm-hmm. and uh, and it, it was crazy because I, I was like, why? Dane these- Cook went second to last because Alonzo always closed it. Mm-hmm. But you had Aisha Tyler, mm-hmm. you had uh, Suli McCullough, yep. This dude named Dan Smith. Then these were laugh at. These Mitch were the Mulaney. regulars. Mitch, Mitch fucking Laney. Yeah, bro. If you guys don't know Mitch Mulaney. Monster. Mitch Mulaney was a fucking beast. He was. He was a stri- now. That is a name. I would definitely say one of the first white boys in comedy that I saw was just like, oh, pound for pound. Yeah, pound for pound, and I'm just me. Yeah, it was. It was, and I saw why he got his little show. He related to all people, but the comedy was good. The comedy was smart. And damn, man, we he, I'm bringing him up because he was nice to me. I was I was new here, and you know how like you know how everybody out here is taking the Matt Rife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody has adopted Matt Rife. Yeah. Uh he yeah, he was he was real cool with me back then. Just like he saw something and he was like, Yeah, man. So sometimes I would go to Dublin's with him, you know what I mean? And it was just a different experience because every the part the sea parted yeah. when he walked up. So I was just that dude, like, yeah, and uh yeah. Our crew. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know. So anyway, man, yeah. Um And uh, so the laugh factor, how did did she just your girl start getting you gigs there? So she introduced me to Jamie Masada. So she introduced me to Jamie Masada. And we hit it off from the jump. Yeah, yeah. I was over here just as much as she was over here. She worked here. She worked over she worked wherever the house is. She worked over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was the manager, bro. But then he was using her for real estate and all this other <laughs> shit. <laughs> So she was well embedded in this this man's life and oh, organization. Yeah. So I I wanted to do stand up comedy. So I'm like I'm hanging out here. Yeah. I am man. Is there anything? Everything? Everybody cool? Anybody <laughs> want something to eat? Okay. Because you know ain't shit at the house to do. I'm yeah. Hanging out here. I um. What was your process for getting past at the Laugh Factory? That's always an interesting story. I mean, a lot of people have the story of like, I had to follow Dane Cook after an hour and a half at midnight. That was the the trial by fire for a lot of people, and I, I think a lot of people they don't realize what a fucking beast Dane was yeah. back in the day. Oh my god, back in the day. Um, so back in the day, Dane, back in the day, Dane Cook was a beast. By the way, when I saw you tonight and the reaction, I was like, "This is Dane Cookie. This is, like, <laughs> this is like a Dane Cookie vibe, man. People are going fucking nuts." Uh. Um. So did you did he just put you on one night? Was it with hey for this? I think he just put me on one night. Yeah. I don't remember doing that three minute shit. Yeah. I just remember me saying, you know, I'm on Comic View, you know, <laughs> dropping that. And um I just remember being on stage, but I don't remember what that moment was. And I think it I think it was like, you know, doing the Monday nights with D Ray. But at that time when I had developed that crouching tiger hit and dragon bit. And there was a uh, a bit about um, uh, black people at the Magic Johnson Theater finding out that the movie had subtitles <laughs> and they had to read for two and a half hours. <laughs> so the whole bit, I did, I had this whole bit, bro, where I was at least seven people. Oh, I reenacted. It was a birthday party going on inside. the th- It was just like so, I reenacted so much stuff that was going on in the theater before the movie even came on. And I was just all these people. And it was a killer bit. It was a stand-up bit. It was stand people up. Yeah. Crouch oh, it, was like, it was like at the end of the show, people were like, stand up. Yeah, it was at yeah. the, like, it was one of those bits that you do where you'd be like, 
suck high and you get a collapse or no this was a bit when you'd be like i'm done people clap and i just had the right bit at the right time yeah when when tracy morgan left snl to and i was it was timing yeah they're looking for the new black guy you know how snl do it they get very specific all right we lost a black we need another black <laughs> and so uh Tracy Morgan and Dean Edwards had left the show, and that's when me and Keenan Thompson, 2003. So I got out here in 99, and then 03, I was on SNL. So the process to get into SNL, was it um, they saw you perform here in L.A.? I sent in a tape. You sent in a tape. They wanted to. They wanted to send in your VHS. And it was, and it was perfect <laughs> send in your VHS. you had characters in mm-hmm. your bit, which is what they needed. That's what they needed. And... This is also something that, nah, never mind. No, say it. I'll say it. Fuck it. It was like, oh, and you do women well. The You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it was like, all right. So not only are you funny, you kill it, but you got funny female characters, which I didn't know. If I didn't write myself out of that type of funny, yeah. I would have always been in a dress. So, you know, <laughs> I had to like, yo. So they tried to put up. you in a dress in this now? Yeah, well, my, my main character was Starkeisha. Oh, she was right. a ghetto girl. That's right. And I feel like every generation of black male comics going to have a ghetto girl. <laughs> like, that's you do one. Yeah. You know, if Jamie does Wanda or Martin does Shanene or, you know, who I don't care who you name the person. They got a ghetto <laughs> girl. And mine was Starkeisha. Yeah. And uh but anyway, it was fun times, man. And when they brought you to New York for they had to bring you to New York for SNL and you oh had to do the God. whole thing in front of Lauren and quiet producers in the back and all that shit. Because a lot of people say it was really nerve wracking. It's one of those things where the SNL audition is a stage and a spot. You oh, know, a spotlight. spotlight oh. You know, like and the house lights, but there's a light on you. Yeah. And uh and sometimes they don't have the spot, but it's so lit. It's so lit, and they're in the dark, oh, so they do that man. on purpose. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're sitting in the shadow. You don't see faces. Oh, that's like old school. You Bob see shadows, shit, bro. Oh my god. And it's just the cameraman, so there's no crowd. Wow. So they just they're just watching your shit. Yeah. And if you're making them laugh, you hear the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people try not to laugh, but some people like. <laughs> sometimes you hear that when I. I helped put the showcase together for when uh, Leslie Jones and mm-hmm. there's so many talented women, bro. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish and Gabrielle Dennis and Brescia Webb, Simone Shepard. So many talented women were in that group. And uh, I think Sashir and Leslie. Okay. But just to go back and watch them audition. Yeah. Same shit. I was like, I'm about to throw up for you. <laughs> this is crazy. Y'all still t- hazing people I didn't like that this. Tiffany had a audition for us. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Haddish used to live over yeah, here. Yeah, Tiffany used to live in these buildings. Um, T- Tiffany Haddish used to live over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> and then you you got on. Did you know that you you got it after you your audition? Where you like? Yeah. I have no well, idea. not in not in uh, not in New York. Not in New York. And it was a weird time because for some reason it was the anniversary of 9-11 or something. Oh, yeah. So they wanted to send us they wanted to send us back early. So the auditions kind of got 
cut short. I don't know. It was the most bizarre thing ever that we the year I auditioned. But once they once they narrowed my tape down and they asked me to audition, and then once they narrowed those down from the clubs and they brought in those like five people to come into the studio, you're in individual rooms, and so. You know, it's just like waiting in a cubicle. Oh, man. You know? And then when they're ready, they're, ready, they're like, Finesse, are you ready? You're like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> now you're just walking like you're going to the principal's office. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a slow and just freaking quiet-ass walk. Yeah. And then you walk into a, uh, a big black space with a stage and a light and people in the shadows. And you Were you nervous or were you like, I got this? I would be I had been do- I was nervous, but I had been doing Crouching Tiger so much, it was just destined to be it's timing yeah people making it twenty thousand different ways out here in la nobody's way is ever the same but timing is always a factor it's just timing what are people looking for oh and you do this really great and you got the information what if you what if you got the information but you don't do it great or what if you do that shit great but no oh the audition was when damn (laughs) so when all that shit line up bro and you get something yeah you you (sighs) I will never, I will never tell somebody, oh, that person made it too fast. I'm yeah. not that guy, and yeah. I know it's a lot of comics that be like, why is this person? Uh, something happened something in timing. We out here to just make it. We ain't no competition. We you supposed to be out here looking out for yourself, and then like gaining allies and and just making connections and being good to people. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just saying it in show business, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially this comic life, because this shit will make you. You know what I mean? Come on, bro. The traveling and the so you got to have some sense of yeah, foundation and support and all that shit. But once you hit that stride and you're not doing comedy because you got to do comedy, you don't want to do nothing else. If you just do comedy because that's what you do and you living like that, man, you don't want to do nothing. I don't want to do shit. Yeah. Don't ask me to do nothing else unless it's writing or brand. we're about to brand something <laughs> or whatever. But when, you, when I get them damn spam IG messages... <laughs> Would you like to be a realtor? No, motherfucker. Stop t- texting me, damn it. No. I wish I knew how to block your ass. I want to be no damn realtor. Yeah. I'm cool right now. Now, when you got that, so when you found out you got SNL, you got the the call from Laura Michael? Yes. And that must have been, I mean, just a transformational moment in your life when you got that shit, right? Holy shit, bro. Praying mantis. How dope oh, yeah. is that? We have praying mantis in this. That's one of my favorite yeah. insects. So people have, right now, <laughs> they just placed a praying mantis in front of me. <laughs> I know it was right next to me. It was about to get me. I always <laughs> think that they're like snakes and shit. If they bite you, they die. Yeah, I, man. Somebody told me that shit when I was a kid. So I was so <laughs> fucking afraid for fucking praying mantis, bro. Yo, black people are afraid of insects, oh my man. God. It's just a thing. And yeah. what? And and. Dolls and clowns. We hate clowns. That fucking clown face. We don't do that shit. We don't support that it shit. <laughs> we don't. We don't even want to see the preview for that shit. So yeah. when you were when you're in SNL, um, and you always hear stories, it's like it's like a war room. Like getting getting your your shit seen, getting your you have to make allies with the writers or yeah. you bring in your own writers to mm-hmm. help you with sketches. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you know that going in? Was it something that you learned like trial by fire? I didn't. It was trial by fire. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it, and yeah. I wish I had. 
been kind of prepped a little bit more than what I was. <clears throat> it was so many people saying congratulations. Nobody was saying, here's how you win. Here's how it starts, yeah. Here's how you win. Yeah. This is what you want to do. This should be your plan. I just I just was like, hi, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Showing up to work again. Another party? I'll be there. <laughs> Man, I'll party my ass off. Uh, did you, you must have broken up with your girlfriend at this point. You're back in New York. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Yeah. I was single. Yeah. I was oh, man. Being I single. broke up with every... I broke up... But, <laughs> excuse me. I'm on Saturday Night Live now. Um, I'm going to upgrade just a tick. <laughs> Nothing personal. I love all of you ladies, but... No, man. I was so... You know what happened? I was dating someone, and, it, and we kind of broke up right before that happened. Yeah. Right before that happened. Right before that happened. I don't think this is... I mean, I I think you're gonna get something. I believe in it, but for us, I just don't. And it oh. was like time had ran out. You know how you wow. have a good girl and then time runs out. Yeah. So it was that moment, and then like two weeks later, I got SNL, the craziest shit ever. Oh my god! And Did I she call you up like finesse. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't. It was, it's a blur. I don't remember, but I do remember me not wanting to be back in a relationship. Yeah, you know what of I mean. Course. Shit, fuck New York. People, I party. I party. I was yeah. in the club. It was a great time to be in New York City and clubbing. You know how people mm -hmm. like professional clubbers. We were professional clubbers. Yeah. Me and Keenan went out every night. Me, wow. Keenan, and Kedar, dude named Kedar, from Atlanta. What up, Kedar? <laughs> we. Went out every night. It was just, I think, every night what there was somewhere thoughts? to go. Some may, Maybe we take three days off sometimes. Yeah. Maybe we take two days off. But literally at 1 o'clock, we are leaving the house Yeah, to go to Marquee or Greenhouse or uh -huh. Butter or the Meatpacking District, Lotus, all that shit, that different clubs that pop up. And then just different events. And then show up to work the next day like, hey, guys. It was just like nonstop. Was it the type of thing like, I did it wrong, bro. I was not getting my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you were living right, man. But it was so one of those things fun. like you're on SNL, so you could just get in anywhere, right? Mm. It was just like, hey, like who are you? Like I'm on SNL. Like oh, here we go. We, I think we established that, and I think that was smart. Yeah, I think that was smart to do that, to not be a stranger in the streets. You know how you can like be on a show and you're just like I go to work yeah the streets are important yeah man. if you can maneuver them shits that shit is important so when you go out at night and you're getting in everywhere free it's cause you made relationships yeah you can show up once no man they're gonna see you every <laughs> week for weeks <laughs> to, to have that Red Sea part yeah cause yeah. It's, it's New York everybody bro DiCaprio you know how many times oh. just homie put on a, a Yankees hat and wear a white t-shirt and be up in the club and none of them chicks know yeah cause he just got on a hat yeah you know <laughs> but uh, Kutcher and 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 just different people we had different people come in of course everybody knows how the show works you have different people come in every week oh yeah but it was a lot of young people and people who went out Mm -hmm. During my two years, like who, the people we were bringing on, they were in, they went out. They, went they were out. like, "What are we doing?" Who's your Who's your favorite celebrity guest celebrity that came out? Colin Farrell. Oh yeah, I can see that. Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Minor, Minority Report. Colin yeah. Farrell. Yeah. Where are Col we going tonight, huh, Vanessa? Bro, 
So me and Keenan, we go out. We on SNL. And you know how when you young, you need an entourage. Bro, we went out with like at least seven, sometimes eight people sometimes. But at least seven. And they would treat, we go to our booth. Man, we was we had it cracking, Bill. And and <laughs> and so that's like, but we were like, that was our crew. We had a good time. And and then Colin, he was like, yeah, we gonna we said we gonna meet at Marquee. We got there, we in our booth, we looking for him, we can't find him. <laughs> and then we look up, and he's just walking down the stairs, and everybody's walking by him. He's walking down the stairs. He walks over and he sits down. And he's like. Yeah, man, been upstairs. What's going on, guys? And we like, and we do this. We're like, we're looking around like, where are your people? <laughs> are you here by yourself? He, he just showed up oh by God. himself. That and man, crazy. we and we hit it. I just thought that was an interesting story because he had done so much and he was so hot back then that he was on the show. Yeah, I think it was that uh, big. Cleopatra movie he was in or something. Oh yeah. Oh so, Alexander. Alexander. Alexandra. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. promoting that. And so uh it's just funny to be like, uh, yo because we were thinking that's what you were supposed to do, have people. Like, where are your people? We like, where are your I don't know. This is funny. <laughs> no, it was just course. funny to just see him walking through the club and <laughs> by himself. Right. I'm wait for you guys. Hey guys. <laughs> like you did you really just get out of a cab just walking this club by himself? You don't have one person with you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So you you were on for two years, and um, obviously, like- Three we, years. Three years. Mm-hmm. Give me my last year. All right. Sorry, bro. And um, <laughs> did uh, when when it went away, was it one of those things like you saw it coming? You, you felt it? The pressure I was- I felt coming? it coming. I felt the pressure, and I felt it coming, and then, and I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't happy, but I was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know when you're like, I'm good, but man, I got to figure this out. And- um. And by that time, they had just decided to go a different direction, and it was weird because I went when I I went back to Miami, Florida. I bought a house. I remember Lauren saying, "You know, buy a house." <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, um, we're, we're not gonna bring you back next year. But, but you go buy, buy a house. Go buy a house. <laughs> I did. I, I took his advice. I was like, "All right." He's like, "He's like." You live here, you're in the city, go somewhere, go buy a nice house and just really, you know, plan the next thing. But no matter what kind of day you have, no matter what happens, when you walk back in that house, you're going to look around and say somebody important lives here. And wow. you're going to start actually live. It's a sink or swim because you're going to want to maintain that lifestyle. Yeah. Don't give yourself a don't. Leave something and be like, oh, I got this one bedroom. Yeah, thirteen hundred. <laughs> You're gonna live a thirteen hundred dollar life. Oh wow! You know, he said, make your put yourself on a on a wheel, get that hustle going. I was like, yeah. and so at that time, man, this movie, Who's Your Caddy, and um, it was something else. It was Who's Your Caddy and the Comebacks. So it was something weird. But I had two comedy movie offers, and so for me, I was like, oh, all right, yeah. Oh, there's work after this shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'm good. And so then I did. The next thing always led to the next thing, but it didn't. And as much and as close as you get in this business, that big explosion thing, that yeah. Tiffany Haddish thing. Yeah. You know, you still wait for that. Sure. You know what I mean? Because it's coming. Yeah. You know, but it's going to come a different way because of relationships. Yeah. Everybody ain't going to like. How that moment. You know, you, you actually told me something not too long ago that really kind of like, wow, it kind of blew my mind. You're doing that Showtime show, Roadies. 
Mm-hmm. And you were like, look, man, I got it serious. I'm on the show. It goes, but the shit all ends. And I got to set myself up. So when it ends, I have connections at Showtime. They can do my special. So did you negotiate a special with Showtime while you're doing roadies? Mm-mm. But they knew me then. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's how the relationship started. Yeah. And 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 like I said, people, like if you out here, everybody's way is different. Whether you waiting tables and then rocking it where you rock it, or whether you just like this is all I do to love me, you know, whatever your path is. When 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 that thing when that thing pops, you're like, holy shit, Cameron Crowe, J.J. Abrams, yeah, Luke Wilson, I'm at the fucking table again. Here we go, <laughs> table read time. You like I'm at the dance again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you know, and um, and you don't and you don't think, oh, a Cameron Crowe show is gonna end in a year, of course. But when the shit ends, you're like. Oh Jesus! Stop putting this crack in my face, cause you know I'm gonna chase it. <laughs> so now you gotta go get back to that dance. Yeah, I love it, man. I love the grind. I love the hustle. Yeah, that I mean, that's you gotta. Mm-hmm. People always say, "Oh, well, it's about talent," but it's really about accepting the lifestyle. Yes, and the fucking misery and the loss. It's a culture, man. And the rejection, be like, I'm okay with rejection. I'm okay with rejection. I'm the most solid person you'll ever meet. I'm okay with rejection. I got great advice for other people besides myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've what, seen it What's your it best all. advice that you'd say to a young comic or actor performer? A young him? comic? A young comic. You got to do the work, really. Yeah. You got to you gotta record yourself, go back, and listen to that god-awful set on audio. <laughs> you got to listen to it. You got to force yourself to listen to that whack-ass shit you just performed. Yeah. And when you get that laugh... And that chuckle, and you hear that silence for a minute and a half on your tape, <laughs> and it's you like you thinking you killing it. Yeah. And then you say something, you get another laugh. That's the homework part. Yeah. You take that laugh and move that bitch all the way up and close that gap. Yeah. And you keep going out there till you find that laugh. Record. And that takes work. Yeah. I hate people to get up there and just wing it or just have shit on a piece of paper. Think that shit out. Yeah. Fuck that paper. Yeah. Think it out. Know what's on the paper, but don't pull out that goddamn paper. Yeah, that was a whole trend that I think it started with Janine Garofalo. Bro, everybody, we so fucking trendy, aren't we? Yeah. Phone. I wrote my jokes in my phone. Yeah. It's also an easy way to go. If a joke doesn't work, you're like, well, yeah, mm, I'll just write my phone, so I'm not really committed yeah. to it, guys. But and when you, I see somebody master that, like Dion Cole, I don't want nobody else to be like, uh, mm, that didn't work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you know what I mean? That's Dion shit. Too. Yeah. And uh, so now we talked about this earlier. You, uh, I saw you tonight. You didn't have your signature cocktail with straw. Mm-hmm. And uh, Did I get them tonight? Oh, you fucking murdered. Do you, did you used to perform? Uh, first of all, you ever perform high? No. But did you perform drunk? Or yeah, all the t- yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I would never know the difference with right. you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I have smoked a lot, too, and just went on stage just to... But, like, tonight, I already knew. I'm about to kick a hole in it. Who, first of all, David Allen, David Allen Greer went before me. People, now, you know... Uh, Reverend uh, 
God dang it. Uh, <laughs> what's it? What? No, because if you say it, then I'm going to be mad that you know that I don't know. Lonnie Love. Lonnie on, Love. Uh, Reverend Lonnie Love on Martin. But uh, In Living Color, man, David Allen Greer, oh, Boomerang, man. David Allen Greer. Boomerang, God People. Damn. And now he's on a Fox show, The Kids, I uh-huh. believe. People, when I tell you David Allen Greer put a hole in that bitch tonight, man, he murdered yeah. that place. And I'm sitting up here like, Bro, be strategic. <laughs> Don't just go up there with no bullshit because it's going to be deafening the difference of energy he brought versus. So finesse, get him from the jump. Yeah. And, man, once I piggybacked off his shit and then went into my shit, it mm-hmm. was a wrap, bro. Yeah, man. That was, it was fucking a good- awesome to see. It's yeah. also like Dave Allen Greer, man, I don't think people realize what a great comic he is, too. That was brilliant tonight, man. And people... And the, and the best sets, you got to be a comedy fan, people. If you like comedy and you think you're a fan, go support that shit in the clubs. Yeah. Go check it. It is such a dope way to entertain yourself. Yeah. You know, you got like 40 bucks and you got want to go take go out and order one drink and a Coke. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of comics won't do that. They won't go to like another show. They're like, well, I'm a comic. Why would I go to a show? I do. Yeah, and just people in general. I I want more people to flood these comedy clubs to 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 you know. Not only is it a cool ass thing to do, but it's such a dope way to get entertained when yeah. a person's good. Yeah, like you ever sit in front of Chappelle and he ain't said no joke yet, but you just happy you in the fucking room. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, Chappelle's on stage. Yeah. And, you know, and he can have a joke every 10 minutes. Yeah. And you still in there like, oh, tonight was awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> then once he dropped that special, you'd be like, I was there. I was <laughs> that joke. He did that joke that night. Yeah. It bet. was 530 in the morning. But that's when he, hey, you know. Now, you know, what do you what do you think about the political, like social, political, comic uh, climate right now in terms of people getting offended? Or is that something you think about in your act? You think you have to negotiate racial or, or sexual jokes differently because of it? Or do you think like, nah, man, I'm just doing my thing. Right. I, th- I think, I, I think it, well, my, my personal opinion is I think that it just makes you have to be a little bit better. If you want a Trojan horse, some ideas in, right. You have to be a little bit more clever about it or something. I you know? think, I think, I think clever is the word, but here's the key. It has to be funny. It can't, it can't, if it, it gotta be funny. Sometimes you go down that road and you're like, this shit is funny. I'm real close on this. Yeah. And there's some shit you just say, and it's just like, you gotta, you gotta tweak that shit a hundred times before it even makes sense. Yeah. Or people want to laugh at it. You come off as racist or you come off as like, just dumb. Or you come off as just like, what, uh, what do you call it? Misogynist. But, yeah. But if it's funny. Man, people don't give a fuck. That yeah. shit got to be funny. Yeah. You got to be able to laugh at that shit and be like, and even when you get mad, you be like, that shit is true, though. It's true. <laughs> you, you know, but you just mad today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got to get over it because you like, fuck, that shit was funny. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and, and unfortunately, we have flooded the market with comedians who aren't dope comedians. And the way they try shit is to just harshly try it. And yeah. then blame you. Yes. When that shit, like that's your style now. Like, you you tell it and it ain't ready yet. Just don't blame them. Just say that shit ain't ready, but it's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know how some people comments be like, 
Oh, really? Come on. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I oh. do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, uh, man, that is, I love that whole goddamn process. And yeah. that's why to this day, man, Finesse Mitchell is in love with the mic and stand-up comedy. Yeah, do well, you can tell, man. And you've you've had how many specials have you had at this point? Two, two. Are you working on a, on your third? Yep. <laughs> and I think I'm gonna do it with Showtime. And if not, I'm just gonna, you know, the content is king now. So just exactly, you can just find, put it out there. Bro. Put it on YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe to my YouTube page, Finesse Mitchell. My Instagram, Finesse now, do you Mitchell. Have, do you have anything that you want to... Um, nope. Uh, I got a podcast called Understand This. Understand This is the podcast. I'm on episode seven, brother. Is it just you? Yeah, just me and my boys, Genie D's, Sid the Kid, Vince C. Yeah, we just... um, It's just me and Genie going back and forth and Sid being crazy in the background, just talking. It's... uh. It's a lot of relationship type humor. Yeah. It's a way for me to like let women know what's on my chest and pretend like I ain't say it. <laughs> that wasn't finesse. That was that character on the podcast. No. It's dope, man. I'm enjoying it because um it is that release where you ain't gotta like wait for the stage. Yeah. But you gotta now but now for me personally, because my brand is so kind of mainstream, I do watch what I say a little bit. Yeah. I, I just do. Are there bits that you're like, oh, I couldn't do that bit now? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, hell yeah. Man, I'd be scared to say so many words, but I don't mind not saying them. Some people would be like, Oh, well, that's not true freedom or I don't mind not saying them. Yeah. I think it's sometimes more clever not to say them, and you just killing it, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, I don't know, but. And are you also doing the Hollywood game of pitching and shows? And is that something that interests you? Or, yep, I'm trying to put a show together right now, and I want to do some. I want to produce some people, so I just been writing and meeting some great people and. You know, you feel like you're close on some things, and then you just wait to see what happens, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, man. But that's all I do, write, develop, and think about the next move as you wait for that thing to happen. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Hey, is there anything else you you uh, you, you want to say? You want to do it? This is a, you know, we got the, the Indicas kicking in a little bit, <laughs> and I have to go do my fucking 1250 spot. <laughs> <laughs> the hospital ball spot. I want to thank Bill for having me hey, on man, this show. Finesse, you're 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 one of the best, man. Absolutely, I, I look forward to. Uh, First time I saw Bill walk, walk in the Shawshank. <laughs> I said, "Gotta get busy living or get busy dying." <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Um. Really dope. Dope vibe. Thank you for the hospitality. After the laugh. The after laugh. The after laugh. Me and Mars made that little sign right there. Yeah. You so made after, that? Yeah. So after shows and sometimes people come off to, they're like, oh man, this was like, I'm working on this bit, it didn't work and you just murdered something like that. I mean, look, your, your bit about uh, drunk women in Vegas, uh-huh. it, a lot of people do bits about drunk women. Uh-huh. It is the fucking 
best bit I've seen. Thanks, when bro. When she, like, the, the fat girl who takes her shoes off, <laughs> dude, fucking hell, man. It just Thank waits you. by Jersey Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Oh, dude, one of the best, man. Anyway, Finesse, thank you so much for coming out, man. You got it. And uh, guys, if you don't know Finesse Mitchell, check him out. One of the best comics working today. All right, bye-bye. Peace. Hey, guys, hope you enjoyed that episode of The After Laugh. If you liked it, make sure you give it five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about it. Subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please spread the word. Thank you so much for supporting. And check out our other podcasts on the Laugh Factory Network, Fanatics with Sean Joshi. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>